know, for me, it, it always like crops up its head really uh, before I have realized it's there. And I realize that I've been afraid of something for a really long time and I haven't been in tune with what that is or that. It, and usually it comes down to I'm afraid of failing, that I've I've encountered something and I've been running from that fear of failure or that feeling of shame that I, I didn't do something or I did something. And I feel like I, I can go for a month or longer without without it like hitting me that, oh wait, that really maps back to that time that someone said something to me that undercut my feeling of go-getter, you know, and it like stopped me in my tracks, but I just moved on and I didn't deal with it when yeah. I should have mm -hmm. in that moment. Instead, I just pushed it aside and said, well, I'll go achieve something else to like mask that or to, you know, put some balm on that so that I don't have to think about that particular instance again. Story Enneagram Podcast. I'm Jim Gum, and I'm an Enneagram teacher and coach living in Kansas City. Today, we're going to consider what Julie, whom you heard in the opening, was so concerned about. A single negative comment could expose her fear of failure. It didn't lead her to slow down and consider where these feelings might be coming from. Instead, she felt compelled to put them aside and go achieve something else. Has this ever happened to you? Maybe you experienced some negative feedback or disapproval and it just lingered with you. Julie's natural impulse to go achieve something else without attending to her emotions can eventually lead to feelings of burnout, dissatisfaction. When people describe burnout, they usually focus on the number of roles they fulfill, the length of their to-do list, or my personal favorite, there are just not enough hours in the day. Today, we're going to listen to type threes in conversation and how their natural ability to get stuff done can be both an asset and a liability. Threes are sometimes called the achiever or the doer. They thrive as project managers. Threes can quickly assess the situation and visualize the best and most efficient way to get the job done. They are like the point guard who moves the ball down the court. They find the best path from point A to point B. Type threes are really just very good at GSD, getting stuff done. Listen to how Kevin describes this focus. I think um, personally, there's a belief that I have a belief that I can do almost anything. Yeah. And it results in a, a good amount of confidence yeah. that can launch you into multiple things. So you can explore a lot because mm -hmm. you're just confident doing it. And I would say an external uh, factor of that is I generally believe everyone else can do everything too. So you kind of like, come on, like you can do this. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you can instill confidence in people. And here's Julie again. I am a task master and a list maker. And so I love the feeling of having a list and crossing those things out. Mm -hmm. I do, I cross it out with vigor when I've accomplished <laughs> something really big. And, but I think that that keeps my family, you know, on task to a certain point. I mean, it, it can have a negative side, but whether it's my family or, or my team, um, their natural inclinations are not toward making those types of lists. But that's what I come in and I'm like, all right, guys, here's the agenda for the week. I've looked three weeks 
weeks out. I know what we're all doing. And um, so I create some order to what mm-hmm. could become a really chaotic situation mm-hmm. or um, just by the, the fact that I just really love m- making lists. I like to make lists of lists mm-hmm. and make sure that I'm keeping track of all the things I need to <laughs> keep track of. So it's mm-hmm. strange, but I, I, I think it's a real positive. Kevin has confidence that no task is beyond his ability. Julie makes lists of lists. I didn't even know that was a thing. Type threes are the type that wake up with a to-do list. It usually goes unspoken. When everything gets checked off, they feel really good about themselves. Indeed, one telltale sign for type threes happens at the end of the day when they review their list. If they got something done that wasn't on their to-do list, They'll just add it and check it off at the very same time. It just feels so good. Listen to how Allie describes how she feels about efficiency. Also, just um, the word efficiency on the positive and negative side. Mm -hmm. I have always told everyone that in my next job, I would love to be an efficiency consultant (laughs) because I really love getting things done like as quickly and just like, and I'm so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, it thrills me to get something done. Allie and Kevin continue about their relationship with work. I feel like threes in general, the threes I know, like we work really hard mm-hmm. and like that can tend too far towards workaholism, but in a healthy, you know, with healthy boundaries, it's really thrilling. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm really present in whatever work may encompass. And it's fun just to like go at it and like mm-hmm. really give it your all. And it's to say I take joy in work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because life involves a lot of labor and work, that's mm-hmm. a really good problem to have mm-hmm. yeah you know like yeah. enjoy really just enjoy work yeah. and it almost doesn't matter what it is yeah. just like labor mm-hmm. yeah physical labor any kind it doesn't matter not unproductive labor so um <laughs> yeah there, there are some jobs that seem more uh relational that mm-hmm. are just purely relational mm-hmm. zero appeal to me mm-hmm. because it doesn't feel like it is resulting in a product and it can be uh, intellectual property, that's good. It can be physical property, mm-hmm. that's good. But if it's purely relational, I have zero interest and zero energy there. One of the interesting things about the heart center types, that's types two, three, and four, is that they're image-based. It matters very much with how their efforts, their help, or their uniqueness are received. Types two and three each deal with something called shape-shifting. They pay close attention to others, hoping to make a positive impression. They will shape-shift into what they deem is going to be the most likable, admirable, or desirable. The shape-shifting is largely unconscious, but it's a feature. Listen how Allie describes this quality. I think threes are always walking into a room and like, like we take the pulse on things quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I feel like I can walk into a party or a meeting or something and pretty much kind of get a sense for what people need. And the good side of that is I am able to really connect with people kind mm-hmm. of where they are. Julie goes on to describe how this shape-shifting showed up in her workplace. 
So the first thing that really resonated with me about type three was the idea of masking. I, hmm. um, before even being introduced to the three, I had a dear coworker who pointed out to me that I had different personas in different situations with different people. And so when I was introduced to the Enneagram and started to study it, that idea of putting on a character in order to be admired by different people, that, that hit home really hard. I, I realized that I did that in a lot of situations. Here's how this feature showed up. I have a strong interest in sports and I, I like them and I, I know how to talk about sports, but it's not my passion. But in a particular situation, I encountered um, a, a few businessmen who I had a, a working relationship with. And you would have thought I was the most gung-ho sports fan in the, the history of sports fandom. And so uh, that was when she said, hey, was that true? Do you really believe all those things? How did you know all of that? And But I'd chameleoned myself into a place yeah. where... I, I made them think that I was like them, that I knew everything there was to know about sports and that I loved it as much as they did. This can be a tough pill to swallow for type threes. Their ability to shapeshift or be a chameleon allows them to connect, but others might see it as phony. Threes are the archetype of the false self, the performer, what Julie referred to as masking. Threes can be so good at it that they sometimes even fool themselves. Listen to how Allie describes this. I remember actually seeing the word social chameleon mm -hmm. on one of <laughs> the descriptors of the three. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I've always given myself a hard time. I've always been really aware of when I do that. And usually I feel like it's almost always well-intended. You know, I'm always kind of reading people and mm -hmm. trying to like relate. But in doing so, sometimes I'm like, wait a second, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm so, I'm like eerily good at it, which can be like troubling at times. Yeah. Season four of Mad Men opens with an advertising age reporter interviewing the legendary Don Draper. He asks, who is Don Draper? And if you know anything about the series, it's an amazing question that gets to the heart of the mystery behind the image of the man. Type threes like Allie often find themselves asking that fundamental question of identity. Who am I? I have a neighbor that calls me the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> and um, for me, a lot of the description about being somewhat tireless um, yeah. and being perceived as tireless mm -hmm. by others. Um, that's what really resonated with me. And for me, there's this compulsion to produce no matter what it is. So going to sleep feels uh, futile. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't like that. Wasteful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of this efficiency thing. But uh, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a downside to it because it can be this compulsion to just always feel like you have to produce in order to, to exist. Type threes get more done in less time than the other types. They epitomize the U.S. Army recruiter's slogan, in the Army, we do more before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. It's a source of pride. However, it's also a source of problems. When someone feels like they have to produce in order to exist, 
they can begin to mistake what they do for who they are. Here's how Allie puts it. The number one thing that still <laughs> I can't seem to kick and may never is just evaluating my day-to-day life, like mm-hmm. not based on productivity or, um, I don't know, just kind of how I feel like, like how my image is being received or something. Mm-hmm. Like I still feel like when it, like my husband gets home at the end of the day and he's like, how's your day? The first thing that comes to mind is how much did I get done today? Mm-hmm. And I try and move past that, but it's still just like, this flashing light and it's like productive like work days are awesome and like the struggle days are just they're just harder threes are so good at getting things done that they set their own trap i am what i do it becomes a burden a treadmill a cause for burnout julie shares about the price that she pays you know, I, I have a tendency to run myself into the ground, just to keep going, 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 mm-hmm. and not be in tune enough with my body to know when I'm sick. And I, it ha- takes other people mm-hmm. pointing out to me, like, maybe you should go home for the day. Mm-hmm. And I resist that so much because mm-hmm. I, you know, well, if I go home, I'm not going to be productive or I'm, I've, I can't just lay on the couch. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I often um, find myself being sick or, you know, running too far, too long and just being absolutely yeah exhausted. Remember when Kevin said that sleep seems futile? Well, sickness is a major problem. When a three's body goes on strike, they scramble to reopen the factory until production returns to pre-sickness levels. Julie goes on. Well, and that idea of deserving as well, I tended to not feel like I deserved time off or downtime if I had not completed the list that I set forth for the weekend. If I'm not done, that I do not get to rest until I do not go go to bed until I'm finished. I, I don't leave a task half done. And Rest or time off is part of the normal rhythm of life. Julie spoke about not deserving or not being worthy of the time off. There's a voice in her head that says, I do not get to rest. I do not go to bed. I do not leave the task undone. She'd become her own worst boss. For type threes, they've met their enemy. It's themselves. Here's what I believe a three needs to hear. Slow down. Feel your feelings. Get some help to finish that task. I should have spent more time at the office, was set on someone's deathbed, never. Threes need to realize that they're valuable not because of what they do, but because of who they are. Threes are worthy before the work, before the accomplishment, before the recognition. When a three can let go of living their life for others' approval and get off the treadmill of constant productivity, they can get in touch with their truest self. They realize that there's plenty to like, and there's really no need to prove anything. When a three slows down, they discover a depth of feelings and compassion that was always there, but was dormant. When a three knows their inherent worth apart from what they do, they'll realize that just being themselves is more satisfying than anything they'll ever accomplish. Thanks 
for listening to the Story Enneagram podcast today. If you or someone you know is a three who's struggling with overwork and finds themselves exhausted, a bit depressed and worn out, you've come to the right place. Wouldn't it be great to be loved for who you are and not just what you do? Visit my website at storyenneagram.com. I offer solutions for the workplace and training sessions for businesses, schools, and nonprofits. I also offer personal coaching packages for individuals or couples. Drop me a line and let's explore what the Enneagram can do for you. Please subscribe to the Story Enneagram podcast. Share it with your friends and family. And if you're really feeling it, leave a rating in Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate it. Our music is by Daniel Gum. You can hear his music on Spotify or wherever you get your music. And yes, we do have the same last name. That's it for this episode of the Story Enneagram podcast. Story Enneagram, where learning your type is just the beginning of a whole new story. Thank you.